Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers Season 3, Part 11, Mythology. What's going on in the different locations of the spirit world in this episode, and what is some lodge lore we can draw from all of this? In the spirit world, we get a brief glimpse inside the Red Room, but we're never fully inside of it. It's just uh, sort of encapsulated within the Simon's entrance, where... Uh, Dougie is drawn. We don't see the Purple World Tower this episode. We do see a quick glimpse of the convenience store slash spirit motel or whatever you want to call it. It's got the wallpaper from the convenience store above the convenience store sequences in Firewalk With Me. We see the woodsman standing on the stairs there as the the zone and the sky opens up and, and Gordon's staring at it. And speaking of which, we see, you know, if, if we're going to call that spiral, I guess, the zone or the portal to the zone or something, this is the first time we see that spiral in the sky. And this time it's opening for Gordon. And it's such a cool shot when it swirls the blue sky and, you know, you see the telephone pole and stuff folding into it and the birds getting wrapped up into its fold. And it's just such a cool, cool, striking shot. I really, one of my favorite images, I think, from the season. There's quite a bit going on for Lodge Lore as well. Hastings recalls his experience entering the zone, but he's pretty fuzzy on the details. He just remembers going in with Ruth, and then after that, it's all kind of vague. And then, of course, the woodsman is seen by several people in the lot. He's seen by Cooper. I'm sorry. He's seen by Gordon. He's seen by Albert. He's seen by Hastings. He seems to be seen by Diane. The only one who apparently never encounters him is Mackley and Tammy. But what are they all reacting to exactly? You know, that's a open question every time a character overlaps with or intersects with the woodsman we almost feel like they're seeing something else like it's being represented to us as a woodsman because film is a visual medium but they're feeling some kind of strange vibration or uncanny sensation maybe they are seeing the woodsman but what's most significant about it is the feeling they're getting not the figure they see it's hard to say exactly but Albert and Gordon do later reference oh we thought we saw like a homeless person in there so they saw this as a figure and did they forget about it? Because nobody mentions it until they're at the police station, even though someone was just killed. So it's like an offhand thing. And even Diane, like, oh, yeah, I think I saw someone, too. Yeah, you saw somebody walking right up to the car with the arms outstretched right before Hastings died. So one of the woodsmen is uh, the one who we only see one woodsman in this sequence, other than the ones gathered on the stairs in Gordon's vision. And he crushes Hastings' head somehow we don't see his hand doing it but we see him walk up to the car disappear and then Hastings shudders and vibrates and his head explodes but of course we do associate head crushing with the woodsman because of part eight where they literally do that we do see their hand on people's heads as it happens there's a cool sound effect when gordon's moving into the fenced in area it sounds like a wind a faint wind but there's also a crackling to it and as we enter inside of his vision we see that we hear it more clearly and it is like an electricity sound of course they're also apparently playing threnody of of uh for victims of hiroshima the song that they play the music piece of music they play in part eight as the atomic explosion goes off i'm not sure where exactly it is i think as we're entering into that giant swirl in the sky i think that's when we see it and it's repeated a few more times whenever we see the convenience store so it's got some kind of association with that for sure and as that spiral in the sky starts to suck everything in and open up for Gordon, he sees the woodsman standing on that staircase, and people saw all kinds of things in that brief moment. They thought maybe there was the uh, there was like a, a reflection or a shadow of the atomic explosion on the wall and all of this stuff, but 
yeah, for some reason, he seems to be getting taken into that. And I'm not sure what plot significance of that, or really of a lot of this stuff is. It makes me wonder, are they trying to say Hastings went to the convenience store, like this is a portal that goes directly to there? There's a cool blurry look as Gordon is waving at the sky. I love that that look. It's something I feel like you only really get in digital. Like even blur, blur, blurriness on film looks a little different than this type of blurriness. And I just, I really like the soft, out of focus not even soft really it's just out of focus but it still almost feels like it has defined edges I, don't know, I can't describe it better than that we see ruth's body with the coordinates in the sequence so there's a sense in which did she just get spit out by the spiral or was she already there and they just missed her body before i'm not sure we see diane watch the woodsman approach we see hastings head smashed when they're all gathered later in the police station, Gordon says he saw dirty bearded men in a room, and everybody seems to concur with that description of the woodsmen, but none of them can quite their, put their finger on what it meant or why it was. For the map that Hawk brings out, that's one of the great sources of lodge lore in this episode. We see it really in the season in a way. In fact, it's a rubric by which maybe we can interpret some stuff. We see a campfire, we see the two mountains, we see corn. We see the corn plus the fire is a, equals a black fire. We see a black symbol in the sky beneath the moon. It's this little circle with these two kind of horns coming off it. And it looks like a number of things. Uh, Frank compares it to the symbol they saw on Major Briggs's paper. And for sure, it's definitely the same exact symbol. It's also identical to the symbol that's sketched onto the card that Mr. C shows Daria in part two before he kills her. He says, I'm looking for this. The experiment seems to have two small horns, although it's worth noting they're a lot smaller than the horns we see on this circle. But what is this? Hawk warns Frank very ominously about this. And I'm going to play now, but now that I've described the different objects we're seeing, the whole uh, description that Hawk offers to Frank of what's on this map. I think it's worth hearing from the show itself. You understand a lot more when I explain my map. This map is very old, but it is always current. It's, it's a living thing. This is where Major Briggs Station was. This is Blue Pine Mountain and a, a very revered sacred site. I think that the information that the Major gave us is going to take us here. Looks like a campfire. What is this? It's not a campfire, it's it's a, a fire symbol. Check me. It's a a type of fire, more like like modern day electricity. Good. Depends. Depends upon the intention, the intention behind the fire. The major also gave us a date, a day after tomorrow. If you read these stars, you find that same date. It refers you to here. What is this? It's corn, it's fertility, but it's, it's black, diseased or unnatural. Death. If you put these two symbols together, you get this. Black fire. Correct. We saw this on that little slip of paper we took out of Major Briggs's tube. What is this? 
Frank, you don't ever want to know about that. Really? Really? One last uh, Lodge lore moment to note in the show is Mike beckoning to uh, Cooper from Simon's, the pie place, in the lobby of uh, Bushnell Mullen's office. And I just think it's cool how images can be reconfigured throughout this series. Like, this is a character we first saw as, like, an extra in the pilot, and then Lynch found a way to include him in the alternate ending for the pilot as this creepy collaborator of Bob. And then he was seeded into season one as a shoe salesman and then that shoe salesman turned out to have a split identity and was the one-armed man and then we see the one-armed man throughout firewalk with me involved in the leland laura stuff and now here he is way off in vegas waving to a character in a sort of comical situation it's like how do we get from there to here it's so fascinating how he'll take these symbols and characters and figures and images and reuse or change them throughout that's it for this episode please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts you can also support this work on patreon.com slash lost in the movies Tomorrow's episode is Season 3, Part 11, Current Events. So what was going on at the time that this aired in the summer of 2017?